Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen. Andy's talking golf. For some reason, there's golf in Mississippi or something. You guys talked about it yesterday, but I assume that was just a joke. So it's Tuesday. Matt Rooney's joining me. Before we get into it, though, we must say, Matt, good luck to everyone in the state of Florida, the country of Cuba, the Bahamas. I hope that you decided to take these couple days to go literally anywhere else because it looks like it's going to be a mess. Do you uh, know anybody down there? Uh, thankfully, no. We, the, the family has a condo down there up uh, around a little bit a couple hours south of the Tampa area, but that's in, on, on the eighth floor of a high rise, so it should be okay. Uh, but yeah, it feels like once a year, these big hurricanes kind of happen, and you just keep fingers crossed, hoping they're not too bad. But it seems like not only there, but you know, the Atlantic side is going to get some tropical storm effect from it, too. So this is a keep your eyes open and hope you got out of Florida if you're down there. Indeed. And let's talk about something, I guess, slightly less terrible. There was a football game last night, um, you know, I guess condolences to all the no touchdown betters, and it was a big sweat. Apparently, DraftKings Matt was doing a uh, promo one plus touchdowns in the game for like even money or something, and man, that was kind of sweaty. But the second half was fun. Congrats to the deep dive boys for another second half play there. Cowboys plus one hundred five or one hundred two, whatever it was, cash is easily. Unfortunately, I didn't get my first touchdown score, but you know, still pretty good on the year. What did you think of the game overall? What did you learn? You know, for as low scoring as it was early, I didn't think. I think it was like a terrible football game. I think that there were two offenses that were pretty competent in between the 20s. And then once they kind of got close there, couldn't really do too much. And I guess that's what happens when you don't have the best of quarterback play. Um, man, if Daniel Jones could just like throw consistently, uh, he would be really, really good with how slippery he is and the running ability he's got. But man, just the throwing isn't quite there. And we were talking about it before the show, but Cooper Rush is just continues to impress. He's He's not a starter in the NFL. I mean, he, he, honestly, he'll probably get a starting job somewhere next year with the performance he's putting in now. He's not that good to be a starter, but like he's almost like an ideal backup. He takes football. He he can hit people off play action. He can you know stand in the pocket. He can move a little bit. I, I like what I've seen from Cooper Rush now in three starts because he had the one against Minnesota last year too, where they won in prime time on the road. Yeah, it's and. Again, he's not a great quarterback, you know, as I try to think of comparables, kind of what Tyrod Taylor was, maybe he could be something like that, a little less athletic, but, you know, you put him, say, on a team like the Colts, instead of, you know, having putrid Matt Ryan for the first couple of weeks, would that be a little bit of a better situation? You know, somebody like Carolina, would that would that work, instead of having Baker Mayfield trying to make that work again? Bears, my Bears. Your Bears, right. That's, well, I like Justin Fields. I don't think it's a... So do I. I, I think he's going to be fine. Bad start, but I think he's going to be fine, but... Yeah, yeah, the Browns too, right? Instead of Jacoby Brissett, but it does seem like he has that high floor that you're looking for yeah. in a quarterback when you can't fight a great one. Because a lot of times the NFL comes down to having a not bad quarterback, and he seems to be pretty not bad. Yeah, and the Cowboys' offensive line took a little while to figure it out last night. Seeing the uh, switching in Jason Peters there on the left side, good uh, guard really got the running game going, but shirt up the pass pro a little bit. But for a guy that was under pressure a lot early, he didn't really seem to get happy feet and start dumping the ball away early. early. He seemed pretty comfortable in the pocket. Uh, then once the line cleared up, he, he obviously was even more comfortable in the pocket. But he, he didn't look rattled by a pretty good Giants pass rush early, which is, again, another thing speaking to that that high four that you're talking about, which is kind of what Cooper Rush is giving you. But I, I had fun with that game last night. It wasn't the best Monday night football game, obviously. The scoring wasn't quite there early, but I thought the second half was a lot of fun. You had some big plays. I mean, Saquon 
busted out that big run. Zeke looked pretty good in the second half there when the Cowboys were trying to melt the game away. C.D. Lamb made up for the the brutal drop with the unbelievable one-handed catch and then running over the the camera the camera person. But that was I, I had really I had a lot of fun with that second half and I had a Cowboys money line, so I I like that even more. Yeah, looking in the chat here, you know, Charlie, you're with the weather issues on East Coast, is it too early to predict and grab some unders? Number one, yes, it is way too yes. early to predict. We don't necessarily know where this hurricane is going. It looks like it's going to come up sort of through the Gulf of Mexico and then we push up into some other states. But once it hits land, it should slow down. It'll just be kind of some rain and wind. It looks like any games that are directly in its path are being in conversations of being delayed or being moved to a different location. So obviously take out that impact. And then there's the second part of the fact that, with all due respect, Charlie, if you know about this, so does everybody else. And when the whole market knows about something, it looks like it's definitely built into the sum of the numbers here. Um, I haven't had too good of a chance to go through the early lines. Um, you know, well, there, there's a college line, North driving. Carolina, North Carolina hosts Virginia Tech, which obviously isn't going to get the hurricane, but it'll get probably some tropical storm. And that line dropped. It opened at 53 and a half, was down to 49 and a half yesterday. So, it, and that's a Monday line that dropped four points. Uh, it's back up to 50, 51, but like it's that's an example of how the market, if you know about it, the market knows about it too. And so does everybody else betting and that money's coming in on unders. Yeah, that, that's a good point. If, if you're thinking about doing this, um, you know, pull up BetSperts, pull up, you know, some kind of app that shows you a chart of how the line has moved. Again, you could do that on BetSperts. Click on you the can. game. They'll show you kind of how the line's moved. And if you've seen, like you said, I mean, that's a big move, four, four and a half points like that. Then, you know, the market has already gone in there and pushed back against it. Honestly, it might be a good spot to go a little contrarian. I, think, I tend to think that given what we know about hurricanes and how erratic they can be and how the fact that the market has gone in here and kind of punished these numbers down a bit, I wonder if no one knows, but they're already leaning under. Maybe there is some value to going overs, but I don't know nearly enough about football handicapping, but that would be my thought. Again, if you're thinking about this, everyone else has already thought about this. It looks like the market's reacted to it. And again, we know that hurricanes are erratic and hard to predict, so it might even just be better to go a little contrarian at this point. Yeah, pre predicting the weather is not necessarily easy, especially for those of us that, you know, don't study the weather. <laughs> Sometimes it's easy. Hopefully the PPA should start bringing back some weather bets. But I digress. I did already look at the schedule. There's no stinking afternoon baseball. All the tennis is early today. I guess I'll have to, like, do some work this afternoon, maybe take a it's nap. But... It's Tuesday. There's not a lot of day baseball on Tuesdays. But How much baseball I did, do we have I... left? We got uh, next week, I believe, is the the last week of the season. Uh, so really coming down to the wire here. I, I do have I don't have day baseball, but I got your Phillies here in a money line parlay. Like um, they are try, currently trying to hold off the Milwaukee Brewers. They have a game and a half lead for that last uh, last wild card spot. Still, I'll do. start with them here. This is my NL East money line parlay. Um, not a whole lot of value on the board today, and we've talked I've talked about it with you here. Talked about it in the blog on Betsperts. Coming down to the stretch, similar to the hockey, similar to basketball. When there's teams not playing for much, it's really hard to figure out when you want to bet on certain teams because, yeah, the Dodgers should go out and beat the Padres tonight, but the Dodgers have had you know everything locked up for a long time, and they could be on cruise control a little bit. It's really not worth betting. The three, uh, the three NL East teams here have something to play for. The Mets and Braves separated by just the game and the division. Phillies, like I mentioned, have to lead over the Brewers for that final wild card spot. And the Phillies are in a spot at Wrigley against the Cubs where they can make up some ground. The Brewers are hosting Cardinals, and while the Cardinals have everything pretty much sewn up, uh, they can really put the Brewers away and keep the rivals out of the playoffs. I think that's a spot where you see the Cardinals play. The Phillies have Zach Wheeler on the mound. He's been worse 
uh, significantly worse on the road this year than he has been at home, but he's still okay on the road. Uh, he goes up against Marcus Stroman, who has been actually terrible at Wrigley Field this year. He's had a pretty solid season, but all, pretty much all of his solid starts have been away from home. Been really bad at Wrigley's one five with an ERA over six. The Phillies hit the ball really well and hit righty as well. So I, I'm going to go with the Phillies here on that money line. The Mets and the Braves, like I said, separated by just the game in the division, and they have a series coming up uh, with each other later in the week. Uh, Braves are at the Nationals. The Nationals are terrible. The Mets host the Marlins. Uh, Carlos Carrasco is thrown for the Mets. He's been better at home. Uh, he's been really good down the stretch and really good against the Marlins this year. 3-0 uh, and in four starts with an ERA just over two. Um, Kyle Muller starting for the Braves today. Only his third start of the year. Got absolutely rocked in his first one, but his second start really settled down. Five innings, uh, two earned runs, five strikeouts. So I like all three of those teams to take care of business against uh, significantly inferior opponents. Uh, just on the money line here, parlay and together, get plus 237, just because I, all these teams still have something to play for. And I, that's that's what I really look for down the stretch here with, you know, baseball, hockey, basketball, like I mentioned. Yeah, thanks, Lake Show. Looks like there's about nine or so games left for everybody. So, yeah, not much time for our Baltimore Orioles to get their crap together. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. And that's our, our Baltimore even. What do you Orioles think won me some money yesterday, though. I had, uh, like I had Orioles team total over four and a half. They beat Boston 14 to eight, and they yeah, they had four runs through two innings. So that was you know should have sold some that, that was a nice that was a nice easy one for me. No sweating on that one. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Lake Show, for that. What do you think of the Mets run line? Just play that. Um, I don't mind it, but the value is only about money on it. I, all of those run lines were about even money, so I just figured I wanted to try and get some some real juice there. Uh, Zach Wheeler's road performance scared me away just a little bit from the run line, uh, but if you wanted to go a Mets run line, I think it's around plus 105, plus 106. Go for it. That's that's not a bad bet either. Beautiful. Let's jump into some tennis. All this stuff is going to be nice and early morning. No Parma today. They're just finishing up there. Unfortunately, I don't have any lines in Italy. But Tallinn or Tallinn or Till again, I don't speak Estonian or anywhere. Did you know that Tallinn was in Estonia, Matt? You know, we learned that yesterday. Andy and I did some research <laughs> uh, live on air. Um, That's good. Looked up where it was. I thought it was Tallinn. It's Tallinn, apparently. Uh, we talked about mm. how much we like the Estonian flag. Nice looking flag, the the blue, white, and the black. Sharp. But yeah, we're, we're all in on Estonia now. Tallinn, let's jump yeah, in. A uh, couple first set overs there and a money line, but we'll start with Golubich Mahova. Um, Golubich, a nice underdog win yesterday. First set here over nine and a half games. Thought about playing the full match over. Um, but again, my concern always is we see a very long first set, a very quick second set. And that's really how it sets up for, for me here. Mahova has been a great player this year when she's been able to stay healthy. Always kind of a tough thing for her. But if we get through this first set, again, this will be a good chance of a 7-5, maybe a 7-6 here. Nine and a half looks great for me on a total for the full match. Looks like it's headed up to 21 and a half. Katie Bolter, big underdog against Belinda Bencic. This one's a little tough. This time of year, it's really hard to figure out motivation to some of these women. It's the end of the season. There's not too many ranking points, not a ton of dollars to be won here by making deep runs in these tournaments. And again, it's a late into the season. This, the tennis season starts in January. We're talking about eight, nine months of tennis and travel across the world on some of these women's bodies. It can be really tough. Benchich, though, looked pretty solid in her first match. Regardless, though, I think Katie Bolter can really um, continue to finish the nice season that she's had. She is the type of player that will be looking to make a long run in this event, grab as many ranking points as she can. 
you know, those mid-ranked players, this is the time of year where they can collect enough money to help pay their teams, help finish funding the year, get some ranking points so that next year is a little bit easier. I look at this match, I'm seeing plus 300 and plus four and a half. I've this closer to plus 225 and plus three and a half, um, just given the style of play as well. Thought about maybe a first set over here, but if the first set goes over, we're in great shape on that plus four and a half. So I'll just play that angle instead. And then Victoria Kuzmova is going to be playing um, Shua Zhang. Um, Zhang, a big favorite here. Makes sense. She generally beats women of this class, but Kuzmova starting to play some better tennis. She's a strong serving lefty, which can be problematic for other players. It's just the ball spins a little differently off that left-handed serve. Um, again, looks a lot like kind of the first match where I'm expecting a long set, and then whoever wins that probably takes care of business quickly in the second. I will probably be live betting second set unders if, you know, again, we hit this here. Just think about the, the rhythm of the match going that way. And we get a nine, not even a nine and a half. Um, Zhang is such a big favorite. The match total itself is only at 19 and a half. So we get a nine, nice high push probability there, but I think we'll get a six, four, maybe even a seven, five. So two first set overs and a big underdog in Tallinn. That'll be early tomorrow morning. I'm just glad I didn't have to pronounce the names again today. I would not have done well. <laughs> it's, we do enjoy making you do that. It's, it's quite a bit of fun. I feel like when I've been put on the spot, I've done a pretty decent job. Not the best, but I feel like I'm, I'm hitting like, you know, 60%. Which I Again, would... it's, it's good. It's one of those things where almost nobody does a good job. And to be frank, not a lot of people really know what the pronunciation of some of these names are. It seems like every year some women's tennis player or men's tennis player is like, yeah, no, you guys have been saying my last name wrong for like five years. Like, it's whatever. I'm just kind of over it. And then, you know, so now we have Radu Kadu instead of, Radu, you know, it's, it's a whole mess. And I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Um, maybe it'll pop into my head. But while I think of that, let's talk a little college football i got two bets here when are these these are uh, both on saturday there was a, a friday nice night game i'm grab. interested in but i might hold on till friday's brown bag bets talk about that one to give us some some friday action but uh there are two early lines here that i really really like um starting in the big 10 i believe it's big i believe it's the big noon kickoff game the national game on fox michigan is on there for the second consecutive week this time visiting iowa um, I really like the under 42 and a half uh, so, uh, in this game. So far, your Iowa unders have really been a thing. They just barely went over 37 and a half at Rutgers, thanks, or 34 and a half, thanks to a late field goal to push it over. But Iowa has been very, very good defensively, but really in general against the run, they're allowing under 75 yards a game on the ground. Michigan, if you watch that Maryland game, without the run game, they were not going to really win that football game. Blake Corum went off, had himself a great day. Um, but he's... Iowa's defense is going to come to play. They're going to sell out to stop the run. They're going to make J.J. McCarthy probably try and beat him. And while J.J. McCarthy is a very talented quarterback, this is his first road game of the season. His first kind of road, first Big Ten road start in a pretty tough environment, a pretty tough place to play. He looked a little shaky at times early in that Maryland game, missed some throws, uh, especially on deep shots that would give Michigan a you know, really chance, uh, good chance to break that game open. Couldn't really do it. So I like Iowa to keep this one low scoring. Michigan still probably comes out within. Um, but with how banged up they are, you don't know if Don, they're going to get Donovan Edwards back. And if it's just Blake Corum running the ball, I think he's a smaller guy. I think he's going to get beat up a little bit. He'll still have himself a nice game. But I think Iowa's defense up front is going to be able to stop the run a bit. So, and I also don't think they're going to be able to score much because their offense is just putrid. And Michigan's defense is pretty darn good still. Um, so I like under 42 and a half. I think that's a lot of points. And then I'm going with uh, Washington State minus three and a half against Cal. Um, 
really just banking on this not being a letdown for Washington State. They, they had Oregon really on the ropes. They're leading 34-22 with only a couple minutes left at home. Oregon kind of pulls off the miracle come back and win that one uh, in Pullman. But they get a not nearly as good Cal team, a Cal team that struggled to score with the exception of a, a home game against Arizona, who's just not a very, very good football team. Washington State played pretty darn well this year. They went to Wisconsin and got a nice win there. They should have beat Oregon at home. Uh, they, they, the only other two games they had, the Idaho and, and Colorado State, they both won. I really like what they do offensively, and I just I don't think Cal, if Washington State's going to be able to put up some points, is going to be able to score with Washington State. So I like Washington State there uh, in that Pac-12 matchup. I just think their offense is going to be able to put up a, a little bit too many points for Cal. But that's what I got. The Michigan-Iowa Big Ten under 42.5. and a half. Washington State laying the three and a half at home against Cal. Do you understand Patrick's verbal meme? I do not. Uh, oh, I get yeah, Kinnick at night, and it's harder to play at Kinnick at night than it is at noon. Which, but that's this is also like the big national game. This is like the big new. This is like the big game of the week for them. So I, I get that. But weirder things do happen in Iowa at night. Michigan really hasn't won in Iowa since 2005. That's very interesting. Like, show given it's a, how it's, other it's than been Iowa's been, and how good Michigan's been. You know, Michigan up until the last year, uh, last like two or three years, had hadn't been great. They had had some kind of up and down years, and they were kind of a nine and three, ten and two team most years. And Iowa, I mean, their offense hasn't always been this bad. They, they've had some pretty good quarterbacks back in the day, so it's not. It's it's a long time, obviously, but like it's not that shocking to me. I do think they win this one, but I, I just I think it's going to be a, a tougher time for them to, to score points than they had against Maryland. Um, I think Iowa's defense is going to play them pretty darn tough. Hey, there is something. Maybe and there's the best something punter in, in Iowa. College football. Or in Iowa, maybe they're doing something to the food. I don't really know because it's it, right. It just seems like every year a Big Ten team goes up into Iowa and just gets smacked for no reason. So yeah, it just, it's it's one there. of the more unexplainable things in college football, but it seems to happen. That should be a fun game to watch. Thanks, everybody. Great job in the comments today. I think we just had one Patrick, maybe two. Paxton, Leg Show, Charlie, everybody. Dan, as always, producer Dan. We love his stuff. Give us a thumbs up. Like, subscribe, rate, and review. Just rate anything in the review. Just, hey, something, put it in there. It makes Andy very happy. Thanks to our sponsors, FanDuel, No Home Advantage, Profit Exchange. Go check out prize picks. I'm sure there'll be some fun prize pick stuff here. That's probably a good way to do baseball instead of betting it. And we'll be probably. back tomorrow for a little hot day and win total Wednesday.